Welcome in, everybody, to the Double T Podcast. I am your host, Double T. I'd like to welcome in all our fans from here and around the globe, especially on Valentine's Week. And before I introduce our very special guest, I would like to ask our audience some questions. Imagine knowing what you want and finding it. Imagine a relationship that makes you happy. Imagine a relationship that gets better each and every day. Imagine the possibilities of discovering a whole new you. And imagine somebody loving you the way you choose to be loved. And these things that everybody are looking for in a relationship and are striving for. Well, folks, it's about time that I introduce our very special guest, Bill Scalzitti, creator of Romance by Choice, a program specifically designed to bring you answers to each and every one of the things that I just mentioned. Bill, welcome in. How are you today? Thank you, Tony. I'm very well. Thank you. So, Bill, why don't you give us a bit of an overview on Romance by Choice and maybe how it was created? I know that some of the folks who haven't been very successful uh, with dating maybe can turn some things around. Okay, well, I'd be happy to. Uh, My program got started, actually, after my first marriage had failed at a very young age. And when the marriage was over, I said, how does something that starts out so joyously crash and burn in a rubble of heartbreak and disaster? And I said, I'm going to find the answer to that question. And I was working in Manhattan and living in Manhattan, and I had access to lots of people, and I just started to ask people questions. When I met someone who was divorced, I'd say, how'd you meet your spouse? Why did it end? And with single people, I said, tell me what's going on in the dating world. Are you having a good time, bad time? Are you upset? Are you happy? What's going on? Are you meeting the right people? And the answers I got was amazing. And I just realized that people were just fumbling through the dating world, just hoping to meet someone by chance and hope that it sticks. And it didn't. And people were not happy. So I began to realize that, you know, we were never given any education on how to find a relationship. And obviously, if we were never taught how, we'd just been going through the motions year after year, person after person, trying to do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So as a result, I realized people didn't know they had a choice and who they get involved with. And by that, I mean, you know, you meet people And yes, you might like their physical appearance or something about their personality. Something attracts you to them. And we are attracted to that, and that's what we go after. And then eh, the person doesn't turn out to be right, so we leave. And then we go on to the next person and the next person. But we have no idea other than this physical attraction why we should be with this person. Well, doesn't we never that, thought about isn't that. that isn't that how most relationships start with a physical attraction, Bill? Well, yeah, some sort of attraction, whether it's physical or mental or whatever. 
it starts. And people then just go on with the relationship. And if it you know, might last a month or two or three, usually it takes somewhere between 60 and 180 days for a relationship to blow up because that's when the real person that you're dating starts to show up. Because we're always on our best behavior when we first meet someone. True. And we don't know enough about how to ask the right questions to get answers to where we'd like to be with this person. So that's how Romance by Choice was created. I developed this methodology that starts with two very simple questions. Who are you? And how do you choose to live the rest of your life? And I found that most people cannot answer those questions. And I say, well, if you don't know how you want to live the rest of your life, then you're going to be allowing someone else to tell you how you're going to live the rest of your life. So that's the first place we start to talk about. We need to empower each person taking the program to love and respect themselves and dig inside themselves for what they truly are looking for. Not the stuff that's been put in our heads by our friends, our relatives, our parents, television, the movies, about what we think we should have. Because we all respond differently to different situations. And depending upon where we are in our life, there are things that are going to be more important to us or less important to us or you know, different things we may require at whatever point we're looking for a partner. So once we have decided who we are, how we want to live the rest of our life, then the next question is, who do you want to live it with? And we want to build a skeleton of the ideal person for you. And I put my clients through a long list of qualities, traits, personalities, hobbies, habits, all things you could think of that that people do, health issues, all kinds of things. And I ask my clients to tell me the truth. Be honest and open. There's no judgment here. When I say something to you about, well, would you want someone who's been married before? Or do you want someone who has children? Any question that we come down the list of things that we're looking at, hobbies, pets. Suppose you're allergic to pets. Well, then you don't want someone who's got several dogs or a dog. So how long, does it t- how long does it take to build this skeleton, Bill? It doesn't take that long to build it. It all depends on how open the person is. But usually within one or two sessions that we have, we're able to complete the list and have an idea of exactly this profile we're looking for. Okay. Once, so once we have the profile, Now, we need to develop the attitude that you need to survive in the singles world because it's not going to be easy. People, you're going to have to meet people. You're going to have to get to know people. You're going to meet some people that you know you're going to get rid of right away. And it goes on. But you will find the right person. So you need to maintain a proper attitude. For that, we use tools like feng shui, conscious language, science of deliberate creation, positive mental attitude, virtual reality, a number of tools like that to help you program your mind 
so that you're able to stay focused on this ideal candidate that you're looking for. And then once we have mastered that, then we talk about the differences between men and women, because this is really where it's at the heart of the issue. Too often we meet people, and if we don't understand how the other half thinks and what's important to the other half that we're with, we tend to wind up arguing a lot. Okay. And we may have silly arguments that just take over our relationship, and next thing you know. What turned what could have been a joyous evening turns into a horrible evening, all because we didn't understand what our partner was trying to say or what our partner needed at that time. So when we examine and we start talking about the differences and how they work, that gives a person a better understanding of the opposite sex. Okay. And then the last part of the program is working on the four pillars. Of a successful relationship, which is truth, trust, communication, and romance. Without those four things, you don't have a solid relationship. Then we also build their online dating profile. We have to make sure we have the right images that will portray the person for who they really are. And the right message that, when someone reads it, they can identify with that person and say, "That person, that person is looking for me." So we don't write、um, our messages to sell ourselves. We write our messages so that they appeal to the person who is looking through the dating site. Says, wow, this person is looking for me, and that is so important. How your profile is. Too often, people use very bad photos. They just take whatever photos they have laying around, or they take a selfie in their car and they put it up there, and they think that's going to attract Mr. or Miss Wright. Okay. And they write silly things that really, you know, could be so broad that they could appeal to almost anybody. And that's not the idea of using a dating platform. A dating platform, you don't want to get hundreds of people coming to you. You want to get the right people coming to you. So you may have fewer people responding to you, but those people will be more on target for what you're looking for. And the right dating platforms, I'm guessing too. Well, the date right, but the dating platforms also depend a lot on the age of the person. There are sites that cater more to the younger generation. There are those who catered more to the older generation. And people need to think about where they are looking for the people they would like. There are also dating sites that are by religion. They have some religious things. They have different. So you need to know what you're looking for, and then pick those dating sites that you that has your audience at it. Right. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you. <laughs> so, let me ask you this: People carry around a lot of baggage. Mm-hmm. 
and that inhibits people's confidence in going out into the dating world. Now, I'll give you an example. Myself, um, being divorced and going through a very bad divorce. How do you rebuild confidence and your belief in relationships and and overcoming that bad feeling about relationships? Well, that's first place you start with is realizing what was missing from the relationship you had and how that relationship came to be. Because that's a pattern you don't want to repeat. Whatever triggered that relationship, whether it was baggage from a previous relationship that you couldn't dump, or it was. Issues of incompatibility, or not understanding the needs of the person you were married to, and because obviously, if we can't solve solve our clients or our partners' needs, well, they're going to feel very empty, and they're going to say this marriage isn't working. I'm not getting what I thought I was going to get from the marriage. Right. So there's a number of reasons why the marriage will go sideways. But just because you, you know, it's the old adage: if you fall off the horse, you got to get right back on there. You know, thinking that oh, I don't ever want to get into another marriage again. They're horrible. No, marriage can be wonderful and happy and loving. It's just a matter of again choosing the right mate to be in the relationship with, and that goes back to what we first started earlier talking about. It goes back to you. You have to be in touch with who you are. When you know who you are, what you're look, what's going to make you happy? Nobody else. You know, it's a terrible thing sometimes to say, but I tell my clients, this is the only time in your life you get to be truly selfish. Is when you're selecting all the qualities and traits and personalities and all those things that you choose for yourself. You can't say, "Well, yeah, I don't really want that," but oh, how can I be mean to the person and say no? Come on, you. When you're happy, they won't be happy. You're not happy; they're not going to be happy. So we have to start out by that empowerment of a person being true to themselves. Now, in reading about your program, there's one thing that stood out to me more than. Any other dating or relationship、uh, program that I have ever looked into, and that was the musical aspect of your program. That stood out to me more than anything. Could you talk about that a little bit with me? Oh, absolutely. The musical portion of the program came about for several reasons. One, when I Produced the audio book by itself, and I listened to it. I said, "I don't know if there's enough here to really keep a person's interest because you're just hearing somebody talk, which is what you hear on so many of these things." And then I said, "You know, I was a musician, and I always have been into music and lyrics." And I said, "You know, 
there are so many songs out there that truly express love. And then there are a number of songs out there that sound like love songs but are not. And I said, you know what we, this book needs is music to help people remember and to lighten it up and to drive home points of interest. And I started and I spent more than a year auditing CDs for music, making lists of songs that I thought. And I kept going through those lists until I had come up with the right number of songs for what I was looking for. Because I created an album to prepare one for love, to get your head in the right place. And another one for the attitude for love, to keep you jacked up while you're going through your journey. And then there were two albums for a man to give a woman, and two albums for a woman to give a man. And these are all about expressing emotion for the other person. And in each one, there's one for someone that you've been dating now, maybe seven, several months, six, seven months, and you're starting to really feel like, wow, this person is like incredible. There's an album for that. And then there's an album for when you really know that this is the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. And you could use that album, play that. It's beautiful. And so the music creates that emotion. And many people say to me, wow, I never realized that. I never thought that love could feel that way. And I always say to my clients, is this how you want a man or woman to feel about you? And is this how you want to feel about a man or a woman? And I really believe that the music is one of the absolute cornerstones of the program. Because it goes far beyond just someone lecturing to you and telling you what you need to do. It gets people involved. Interesting. I, I, I love the musical portion of this. I think it's outstanding. Thank you. And, and uh, I really think that it, it, it ties in the emotions a lot stronger. Tell me something. Yes. Yes. Talk to me about mixed signals. When when you go out with somebody for a few times and you're getting mixed signals and you're just not exactly sure how to proceed. Well, again, when you're in control of the relationship, because you don't surrender your power to someone. You go out on a date, a couple of dates with someone and you're not sure where they want to go. Be open and honest. Have an open conversation about things. Too often people want to hide some of the ways they feel because they think, oh, somebody would not like me for that or I shouldn't be saying this or someone would say, well, it's too early to mention anything like that. As you're learning about the person, and each time, because I always say the only reason for date number one is to see if there's going to be a date number two. And the only reason for date number two is to see if there's going to be a date number three. And that's the way you have to approach an early relationship. 
and you're going through this, you're, you're meeting them, you're dating them, you're being wonderful in yourself, always has to be yourself. Can't be anybody else. You got to be open and honest with the people you're with. And if something comes up that you don't like, be honest about it. Open it up. Talk about it. And if there's something missing, let the partner know. Because when we hold back things, especially in the beginning, then you know people don't really know us. So how are they going to make a true decision? So they might be. Like I don't know what I want to do with this person. I like them. I don't like them. I don't know enough about them. Hey, when you're unsure of something, ask questions. The answers to which will tell you which way, which direction you're going in. Right. Don't hide things. Be open with the person. So how do you rebuild yourself after so many failures and disappointments? A lot of us just give up. Never, never give up. Never give up, and never blame yourself for everything that's gone on in your previous relationships. I tell my clients, look yourself right in the mirror and say to yourself, "I love you." Learn to love yourself, love and respect yourself. I never want you again to ever let someone put you down or run you or. Tell you, you know, you're not good enough for me, but I'll keep you around. Uh huh. When you love and respect yourself, and I don't care, you know, everybody has a million reasons what's wrong with them. Every time you talk to someone, oh well, you know, I'm not tall enough, I'm not short enough, I'm not fat enough, I'm not skinny enough, you know, I'm too this, I'm too that. Everybody looks in the mirror and compares themselves to the Hollywood models. And they say, "Oh, I don't have a body like this one, or I don't have muscles like that guy." Come on, you are who you are, and learn to love and respect yourself for who you are. Because when you do that, then someone else will come out there and love you because that's who you are. It may sound simple, but it is so true. Well, Bill, I have a couple of questions that audience members had emailed into us. Okay. The first one was how to deal with a potential soulmate that has moved on, and you thought that this person was it, but they've discarded you. Well, again, just as we just talked about a moment ago, they may not have been a soulmate, and not, you know, that. We have set ourselves up to look for a soulmate, to look for the perfect. No, you will know when you have found the person who loves you, and you love them. If someone moves on from you, they say thank you for leaving me now. Because if you didn't, you would have left me later, and I'd be worse off than I am now. And if you know, if you pay attention to all the cues, and you know what you're looking for, you will avoid these things a whole lot more、okay. because you know what you're looking for. Okay.、Um, another question was a common dating practice 
is to ghost somebody and keep the other person in kind of a panicky state and leave them wondering. (laughs) (laughs) Again, if someone ghosts you, there's no big deal to that. They weren't right for you in the first place. And you'll find that you'll have less of that if when you do your profiles correctly. Because very often, if you have a very broad profile, there's a lot of people out there who just like to play the game. And they'll contact you and they'll want to date you and they'll want to take you out. And, you know, they have no interest. They're having just fun doing it. Because you didn't get anything specific about you. When your profile is written correctly, you will have fewer people contacting you that are nowhere people. Okay. And our last question is, where can you meet successful singles at 50 to 60 years old? Well, the dating sites that I recommend for my clients in that age category are Our Time, Silver Singles, there may be a couple of other ones out there that, you know, cater to the an older crowd. And, you know, depending upon religion, there are some for religious people and so on that want a certain religion. But, you know, I would not use some of the ones that the younger people use, like Bumble and Tinder and those kinds of things. Right, right. So... How would somebody get involved with Romance by Choice? Well, they can go to romancebychoice.com. All of my contact information is there. They can read about the audiobook. They can read about the program. And I'd be more than happy to interview anyone who would be interested. I offer everyone a free romance readiness evaluation. And what that does is just kind of give me an indication of where you are on the spectrum of being single. Whether it should be easy for you to find someone or you're so jaded and hurt and whatever, you need other type of help. Okay? That's the spectrum. Well, it is a program that I recommend. It appears to be very successful and... I think it was absolutely fascinating to hear. I, I find the two most interesting parts of this whole program is building the skeleton and creating the profile and the musical aspect of your program. I think those are just such unique tools, and I can't see how it's not successful. Well, thank you. And it was absolutely wonderful speaking to you, Bill. Tony, I appreciate uh, it. Thank you, much for the I, opportunity. I, I enjoyed speaking to you very much, and I look forward to touching base back with you and giving you some good results from our audience uh, on the Double T Podcast Network. And uh, before we say goodbye, I'd like to say to our audience, I hope you had a good time listening to Bill Scalzitti uh, from Romance by Choice. This was a very, very interesting podcast. And to our audience, I would like to say, uh, stay safe, do your due diligence, wear your mask, 
hand sanitizing, and if you have the opportunity to do a random act of kindness for somebody, take that opportunity, because if you do a random act of kindness, the world will be a much better place. This is Double T and Bill Scalzitti saying, have a nice day. Take care, Bill. Bye now. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.